Hallelujah. Okay. So here we are, continuing in our study through the book of Enoch. And what a wonderful journey has been thus far. You know, um, uh, I don't know about nobody else, but I've been having fun. Uh, as always, we're going to seek to align it up with our canon. Uh, canon, the word canon, no matter you look it up in Greek or Hebrew, it still means the same thing. It speaks to a measuring stick. And so we're using the scriptures we know and love, the 66 books that um, contain what we call the Holy Bible as our measuring stick for the book of Enoch. And what we've been finding is that not only does the book of Enoch measure up, it has been a wealth of insight into many of the things that we find within our county. And so we're going to continue on in this thing and we're going to see what else we can find. So last week we went, um, went over chapters 55 and 56. And so today we're going to pick it up with chapter number 57. Bless you. Let me have my first reader read Enoch 57, 1 through 3, please. It came to pass after this that I saw another host of wagons and men riding thereon, and coming on the winds from the east and from west to the south. And the noise of their wagons was heard, and when this turmoil took place, the holy ones from heaven remarked it. They had the pillars of the earth removed from their place. And the sound thereof was heard from one end of the heaven to the other in one day. And they shall fall down and worship the Adonai of Rokot. Here ends the second parable. Hallelujah. Okay, so this is the ending of the second parable. We started last week in chapter 55. Now, what I want to focus in on is in verse 1 where it speaks about and coming on the winds. You know, and you know, now, now I know this is not the discipleship course, but I just figured I ask anyway. Can anyone tell me this group that they're speaking of that's coming? Are they Yah's people, or are they they're the enemy's people? And how do you know? They're Yah's people. How do you know? They're coming from the east. Well, they're not just coming from the east. Coming from the light. Yeah, yeah. Coming from the light. East and the south. Well, the point of light. there's no light in the west. That's what it says. Yeah, still light there though, right? It's not, the, it's not the first light. No, it's not the first. Nor is it the second, but it's the third. <laughs> You know, and yeah, you're absolutely right. You can see that they're coming from the places where the light is. Now, which direction no light rises in, now rises or sets in? The north. Now, can you see none are, none are coming from the north? So they come from the east where the light begins, from the south where the light continues, and the west where the light sets. But none's coming from the north, where there's no light, where no light um, goes. You know, so the sun never goes to the north. So can you see that? Yeah. You know, as um, aforementioned, this 
light and dark thing is throughout all of scripture. You have to learn to recognize it, you know, because it is, no pun intended, but it is eye-opening, <laughs> you know, um, when you see where the light is and where it isn't, you know, and you begin to understand the language of scripture, you know, because scripture does have a language in and of itself, you know, that's all its own. And so, yes, you can absolutely tell that these are Yah's people because Yah's light, there is no darkness in them. Messiah, it was the light of the world, um, you know, um, self-proclaimed even, you know, when he came, right? And so we see all these folks, you know, coming on the winds from the places where the light is. None of them coming from the place where the darkness is. So, yeah, that, that tells us that these are Yah's people, you know. Uh, now, last week, we was getting into the second parable and we was talking about how it aligned with the um, end times and um, during that time of tribulation in particular, and we showed, you know, how the group of people that was being spoken of aligned with the group of people that come out of the great tribulation, so on and so forth, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is where we're picking up at. And so we're talking about these 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 winds, you know, and I just want to show you that scripture does speak to some winds during this time, you know, in, in prophecy. And it's found in Mark 13, 24 through 27. It says, but in those days after that tribulation, the sun shall be darkened and the moon shall give, I shall not give her light and the stars of heaven shall fall and the powers that are in heaven shall be shaken. And they shall, and they, and then shall they see the son of man coming in the clouds with great power and glory. And then shall he send angels and shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from the uttermost part of the earth to the uttermost part of heaven. You know, so at least our canon does speak about some winds, does speak about Yah, people coming with him, you know, and that was all of chapter 57. You know, yeah, Enoch, he don't be playing, he go through them chapters quick. <laughs> you know. So here it is. We're gonna jump into chapter 58. 58. Um, let me have my um next reader read Enoch 58, 1 through 3. I mean, I'm sorry, 1 through 4, please. And I began to speak to the third parable concerning the righteous and the elect. Blessed are ye, you righteous and elect ones, for glorious shall be your lot. <clears throat> Excuse me. The righteous shall be in the light of the sun, and the elect in the light of eternal light. And the days of their life shall be unending, and the days of the holy without number. And they shall seek the light and find righteousness. With the Adonai of Ruko, they shall be there shall be peace to the righteous in the same in the name of the eternal Adonai. Hallelujah. All right, so. Here it is. This is the beginning of the third parable, right? You know, um, and this parable is concerning the righteous and the elect. Now, it tells us that those that this parable is concerning are blessed indeed. For glorious shall be their lot. You know, and it tells us in verse three, it says the righteous shall be in the light of the sun. And the elect in the light of 
of eternal life. And the days of their life shall be unending. So, you know, now you have to be able to perceive the language of scripture. You know, so first of all, you know, it's basically telling us these are the folks that's going to have eternal life. Right. You know, the days of their life shall be unending. The days of the holy without number. That sounds like eternal life to me. Right. Mm -hmm. All right. Now it says the light, the righteous shall be in the light of the sun. Did you get that? The righteous shall be in the light of the sun. All right. Now let's go to our canon. And because uh, we have something that measures up to this. It's found in Malachi 4, 1 and 2. It says, for behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith Yahuwah Zavuot, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. What are we talking about here? What are we talking about? It should leave them neither root nor branch. What was that? Israel. Israel? Not exactly. Yes, question. I was asking, what are we talking about? What is Malachi 4.1 talking about when it says that it shall leave them neither root nor branch? They're going away. Say again, sir. They're going away. Going away, no. Anyone else? Anyone ever heard of the root of David? You know, and... Isn't isn't um Yahshua called the branch? Isn't he called the root of David? The root of David. Amen. Now it says that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. So what is it saying? They won't have Yahshua. Absolutely. Can you see that? I pray you can see that. Um, all right, so let's consider wisdom. Chapter 5, verse 6, it says, therefore have we erred from, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't go on with Malachi 4, 2. It says, but unto you, which is the reason we really came here, but unto you that fear my name, shall the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the star. You know, yeah, this is the reason, uh, ultimate reason we came here. Enoch 53, 58, 3 said, the righteous shall be in the light of the sun. You know, Malachi 4.2 tells us who the son of righteousness is. And it's speaking of none other than our Messiah, who truly did come with healing in his wings. Amen. You know, uh, anyone heard of the story about the woman that grabbed hold on the hem of Yahshua's garment and was healed? Yes. Did you, uh, did anyone read about, you know, the other people, not her, but other people who also grabbed onto the hem of his garment and was healed. Why do you think these people were grabbing on to the hem of his garment? Reason being is because they knew this prophecy. See, that word hem actually speaks to wings. It speaks to the zitzis that Yahshua would be wearing. And the zitzis represents his commandments. And so actually what scripture is teaching us is those who grab hold of his commandments will be healed. 
Say that. All right. So Malachi 4.2 teaches us about the son of righteousness and that he will arise with healing in his wings. And so the people, when Yahshua came, they understood this prophecy. And this is where they got the idea of grabbing hold to his wings, his zizis. You know, they call them wings because when they walk in the wind, they would just blow behind them, flapping like wings. Amen. Okay. You know, now wisdom chapter five, verse six says, therefore, have we erred from the way of the truth? And the light of righteousness have not shined unto us. And the son of righteousness rose not upon us. You know, now Enoch 58.3 says the righteousness, the righteous shall be in the light of the sun. So that's actually talking about the righteous shall be in Yahshua because we know Yahshua is the son of righteousness. You know, so the righteous shall be in Yahshua. You know, wisdom 5.6 speaking about the wicked, saying they erred from the way of the truth because Yahshua is the truth, the way, and the life, right? You know, and he's also the light. He says, the light of righteousness have not shined unto us. They didn't accept Yahshua. And the son of righteousness rose not upon us, you know? So they erred from the way of truth. And so they didn't get what Yahshua came to bring. And what Yahshua came to bring was righteousness. And a lot of people do not get that, that Yahshua came to bring righteousness. But he did. And I'm going to show you in a minute. You know, but he absolutely did. That's, that's one of the main reasons he came was to bring righteousness. You know, Enoch 58.4. It says, and they um it said, and they shall seek the light and find righteousness. You know, they shall seek the light and find righteousness. Yeah. Well, we know who the light is, right? Mm -hmm. And if you if you find that light, you're going to find righteousness. Yeah. You know, because this is an essential part of him and his ministry. Mm -hmm. Hence. Yahshua would say in John 8, 12, I believe it is, I am the light of the world. And so you see the righteous, when they're in the light of the sun, you know, because the light of the world is the sun. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, when you look out the uh, window in the morning out the door and you see the light arise, that is the sun. You know, hence Yahshua is also referred to the son of righteousness. It says the righteous shall be in the light of the sun. And so the righteousness, the uh, righteous is, are, and always will be in the light of the sun. They will be in Yahshua. They will be in the light of the sun, S-U-N, in the light of the sun, S-O-E. Right? Amen? You know, because Yahshua teaches us that he is that light, you know, and so when it says, and the light of righteousness have not shined unto them, you know, because they erred from the way of truth, they erred from the way of Yahshua. Therefore, the son of righteousness rose not upon them. You know, and, and when Enoch 58, 4 says, and they shall seek the light and find righteousness, that's speaking of those that are seeking Yahshua, who is the light of this, of this world, 
and they shall find righteousness. You know, consider Romans 3.22. It says, even the righteous of Elohim, which is by faith of Yahushua Mashiach to all and on all them that believe, but there is no difference. You know, and uh, Romans 320, 3.22, you know, is speaking about the righteousness of El Elohim, you know, which is by faith. Now, you know, uh, there's a righteousness which is by, which is by Torah, and there's a righteousness which is by faith. Amen? You know, and Yahshua brought the righteousness, which is by faith, and Moshe uh, was entrusted with the righteousness, which is by Torah. You know, and in our actuality, you know, the two go hand in hand. Say la. Now, Enoch 58, 5 and 6. Let me have my next reader read Enoch 58, 5 and 6. And after this, it shall be said to the to the holy in heaven that they should seek out the secrets of righteousness, the heritage of faith, for it has become bright as the sun upon earth, and the darkness is past. And there shall be a light that never ended, and to a number of days they shall not come. For darkness shall first have been destroyed, and the light of uprightness established forever before the Adonai of Rukum. Hallelujah. Okay, so uh, now let's go back for a second, you know, because I want you to see in Enoch 58.4, it tells us, and they shall seek the light and find righteousness. Um, so you have to, they have to seek that light. They're going to seek the light and they're going to find righteousness. And then he picks it up with verse five. And he says, and after this, it shall be said to the uh -huh, holy in heaven, they should seek out the secrets of righteousness. Now, another way um, of translating this would be that they should seek out the secret righteousness, the heritage of faith. For it has become bright as the sun upon the earth. And the darkness is past. And this is talking about none other than our Messiah, Yahshua, and his commandments. You know, because righteousness speaks to commandments. We see this in, in um, Deuteronomy 6.25, you know, where scriptures tells us that, you know, the, the um, commandments, statutes, and ordinances that was given to Moshe was to be the righteousness of Israel. You know, thereby showing us that righteousness speaks to commandments. So when we're talking about secret righteousness, we're talking about secret commandments. You know, and Yahshua brought some commandments and no one seems to, to care. You know, even though he, he, he goes so far as to say, you know, it's those who keep my commandments that love me and those who don't keep them are those who don't love me. You know, I don't get it, but suffice it to say, there are some secret, there's a, some secret righteousness, some secret commandments, and we should seek them out. We should seek out the secrets, the secret righteousness or the secrets of righteousness, you know, um, which is the heritage of faith, where it has become brightest the sun upon the earth, 
And this is, of course, you know, Yahshua's commandments that he left upon the earth when he left, when he left to ascend to the right hand of the Father, you know. And um, verse 6 said, and the light of uprightness established um, forever before the Adonai of Rukot. And of course, it's speaking about our Messiah, Yahshua. Um, again, you know, being the light of uprightness, who is established forever before the Adonai of Rukot. You know, and hence, you know, because there's a secret righteousness, you know, because there's commandments that came from Yahshua that didn't nobody know about until he brought them, you know, um, you know, he would say in Matthew Yahoo 520, except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter the kingdom of heaven. So what was the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees? It was Torah, absolutely. You know, that was no secret. You know, everyone in Israel had that. So how could your righteousness exceed that, you know, outside of Yahshua bringing some more righteousness, right. some more commandments? And so he did. You know, you'll find nothing in Torah that speaks about, you know, if you're upset with your brother, you'll be in danger. If you're upset with your brother for no reason, you'll be in danger of hellfire. You won't find that in Torah. Right. But you will in Yahshua's commandments. You will in the great Kadashah and New Testament scriptures. You know, you won't find in Torah that, that um, you can't divorce except for fornication. But you will find it in a brick out of Shah in Yahshua's commandments. So you see, he brought some things, you know, that Torah didn't have. You know, and these are the righteous, this is the righteousness, these are the, the um, secret commandments, you know, that we are to seek out, that Yah's people are to seek out and live our lives by, amen? Mm. You know, this is why we find in Matthew 6.33, it says, seek first the kingdom of Elohim and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. You know, so, you know, can you see how this aligns with what Enoch was saying? You know, he was... He was telling the people, he was um, telling the people to, um, saying that the people would seek, they would seek the, uh, the um, secret righteousness, they would seek the secret commandments. Yes, we are to be seeking the kingdom of Elohim and his righteousness. You know, yes, our canon measures up, you know, or Enoch measures up to our canon. Absolutely. You know, you know, our Messiah himself told us the very same thing that we should be seeking righteousness you know and that our righteousness has to exceed that of the scribes and the Pharisees has to exceed of what um, what they what they had you know and so this is this is the whole thing you know uh that a lot of people miss mm -hmm. you know um but this is what it's about. It's about seeking the kingdom of Elohim, and it's about seeking his righteousness. 
you know, because righteousness is as righteousness, righteousness does. If you're not doing righteously, then you're not going to be righteous. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Say that. Praise. All right. <laughs> then we have Yeshayahu 56.1. Also, it says my salvation. This word is actually Yahshua. So it's saying my Yahshua is about to come and my righteousness to be revealed. If it has to be revealed, then that means that they didn't see it yet. You understand? Now, this was prophetic before Yahshua came. So even before Yahshua came, Yah had his prophets prophesying about Yahshua about to come. And his righteousness being revealed. So again, if there wasn't nothing added to the righteousness of Israel, that is, if it wasn't nothing added to Torah, which was the, the righteousness of Israel, then what is this passage talking about? Mm -hmm. And what are the other passages we were just reading talking about? Mm -hmm. You know, how are you going to seek his righteousness? It's, 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 it's not hidden. It's been there all along. Right. You know, Torah has been there since they came out of Egypt. Right. You know, but during the time when this, when this was given, you know, it was something new on the scene. And that was Yahshua and his commandments. That was the kingdom of Elohim that was at hand. Amen? Amen. You know, also consider Romans 117. It says, for therein is the righteousness of Elohim. You know, I, I probably should have put 116 up here as well, because it's speaking about the gospel of Yahshua. You know, it's speaking, uh, Romans 116 speaks about the gospel of Yahshua, and then Romans 117 continues on and says, for therein it's the righteousness of Elohim in the gospel, which is repent for the kingdom of Elohim is at hand. You know, and which is what Yahshua said, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. You know, for therein is the righteousness of Elohim revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so we see that this righteousness that is revealed is a righteousness of faith. It's not a righteousness of, of Torah, which is what the scribes and the Pharisees had. It's a righteousness of faith. And what is faith? The word faith is pistis, number 4102 in your strongs, and it essentially means persuasion. You know, and somehow today, you know, everyone seems to think that it just means belief. It does not mean belief. It speaks to persuasion, it's persuasion of moral truth, which is persuasion of scripture. And so whenever you're persuaded by scripture to do something and you do it, then you're living by faith. Now, if you're persuaded by scripture and you choose not to adhere to that persuasion, then that faith dies because faith without works are dead. Amen? Yeah. You know, so everybody get that? Yes. Yeah. All right, so but therein is the righteousness of Elohim revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Which is the righteousness of Yahshua. The righteousness that he came to reveal. Let me have my next reader read Enoch 59, 1 through 3, please. 
In those days, my eyes saw the secrets of the lightnings and of the lights and their judgment, and they lightning, and they lightning for a, a blessing or a curse, as the Adonai of Rukok bulleth. And there also saw the secrets of the thunder and how when it resounds above in heaven and the sound thereof heard and he he caused me to see the judgments and execute it on the earth, whether they be for well-being and blessings or for a curse, according to the word of the Adonai of Kod. And after that, all the secrets of the lights and the lightings were shown to me and they lighting for the blessing and for satisfying. Hallelujah. Okay. So verse one speaks to us about some more secrets. Secrets of the lightnings and secrets of the lights. Mm -hmm. And we know that the Heavenly Father, Yahuwah Elohim, is a light. And we know that his son, Yah Yahushua, mm -hmm. is a light, mm -hmm. even the light of this world, right? Right. You know, now, some secret lights, you know, and he's, uh, Enoch's saying he saw the secrets of these things. You know, the lightnings, the, the judgments, the secrets of the lights, the secrets of the thunder, you know, he saw he saw these secrets. And then uh, in verse three, he says, and after that, all the secrets of the lights and the lightnings um, were shown to him and they lightened for a blessing and for satisfying. You know, so the secrets of the lights, you know, again, it speaks to the secrets of the father and the son, you know, secrets of righteousness, you know, his righteousness comes from that forth from that light, you know, and righteousness speaks to commandments. Hence, we see in John 8, 12, then spake Yahushua again uh, unto them saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of light. You know, so there is a light of life. You know, without that light, guess what you won't have? Life. You know, Proverbs 6.23 says, for the commandment is a lamp and the law a light. Reproofs of instructions are the way of life. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now, we see, scripturally speaking, what lights are. Light speaks to commandments. It speaks to laws. You know, and the father and the son are the lawmakers. You know, so I pray that you can see these things, you know, um, because these are parables. Remember, this is the third parable. It's a parable. So, you know, you can't take these things at face value. You know, they represent other things. Right. You know, Proverbs 119, uh, verse 105, the word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path yes you know so 
Oh, I'm sorry, Proverbs. No, that got to be Psalms. Yeah, that's Psalms 119. I have Proverbs there. Did I say Psalms though? I, well, Psalms 119, 105. <laughs> you know, uh, which bears witness to Proverbs 623. Thy word is a lamp and a light into my path. A lamp unto my feet and a light into my path. You know, um, again, showing that, again, showing that uh, lights speaks to commandments. It speaks to the laws of Elohim. It speaks to instruction, you know, and you have to understand these things. Otherwise, you're going to miss what scripture is trying to get across. And, you know, and it's actually written for you to miss it if you're not seeking. This is why we see Enoch saying that they shall seek. This is why, you know, we see Yahshua saying seek. You know, you have to be seeking these things out. You know, you have to, you're not going to seek something that you don't want. Say a lot. Hence, people don't seek these things out. You're not going to seek out what you don't want. You're not going to seek out instruction. You're not going to seek out laws and commandments. You know, but once you understand, you know, that they are the pathway that lead us unto life, then, and you begin to hunger and thirst for that life, then you will seek them out. Right. Amen? Amen. You know, and then we have Psalms 27.1. It says, Yahuwah is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Yahuwah is the strength of my life and whom shall I be afraid? You know, as long as we have that light and we have that salvation, our Savior, Yahshua, we have nothing to fear. Because Yah will be the strength of our lives and we will have nothing in which to be afraid of but him. It's like I was saying earlier, you know, if you're going to be afraid of anything, be afraid of him. Right. When you get out of line, when you are disobedient to his will, way, and purposes, that is when you should become afraid. Yeah. That's when you should get afraid. You should not be afraid of anything or anyone, you know, outside of Yah. You should learn to tremble at his word. You know, Fear Yah. He's the only thing that can overcome the world. And we are his and not the world's. Man, it's like we're running crazy again. That's all I have for you. Play with the bus. Hallelujah. Any questions? Um, 